0: Welcome back to Stella Stella Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, with Glenn Enos, Jr. And Matthew Souza. What's going on,
1: boys and girls? All right. Girls? Maybe. You're talking about girls,
0: girls? Yeah. And you're talking about raiding their drawers for their underpants, right?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Okay. That's enough. That That is a reference, okay? That's, yeah. I mean, well, come on. You don't understand that reference, I mean. A penny
2: rating is supported by this podcast in cartoon form, not no in, in all forms. Form. Okay,
0: I'm about to go upstairs to your mom's room. Grab me a couple pairs. Uh, I promise this oh is a fantasy God. football podcast. All right. Anyway, so we're gonna be starting things off a little bit different here. We're doing a new segment going forward. We have promoted Souza <laughs> from guest to newsman. All right. Okay, so Souza, let's uh. Congrats. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. oh, man. Hold oh, on a second. Oh, I said the apple crack. There we go. Congrats. Thank you, guys. All right. So, uh, without further ado, here's Matthew Souza with the news.
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We got some news today. And first, we are going to start with Deonta Foreman, former running back of the Houston Texans has been cut. What do we think about that? Fuck them. Who cares? All right. <laughs> Sorry, to Deontay Foreman, but what do the Texans do with no GM? They go and trade. Bill O'Brien trades for Duke
0: Johnson, formerly known as a running back for the Cleveland Browns. What do we think about that? Uh, I think that increases his draft stock uh, quite significantly. More so than in previous years on the Browns. Yes. Look out, Lamar Miller.
1: Like watches, like watches back, Lamar. Yes,
2: it's good for everybody. It's good for the Texans because Lamar Miller uh, can now be the early down back, Duke Johnson, and on passing downs. Yeah, um, and it's even better for Cleveland because now there's a set role. Nick Chubb is going to be out there at least for eight weeks. Yeah, and like Kareem Hunt, you won't have Duke Johnson thrown in on random ass downs. Fucker. Let's go.
1: Yeah, definitely. Love, love it for Chubb. And even Hunt a little bit when he comes back. Like, love it for Chubb. Love yeah. it for Chubb. Love it Put that on a t-shirt. Like, even when Hunt comes back, you don't have to worry about three guys. We'll have to see how that works out. But definitely the Texans. Mostly, like, Deshaun Watson. I think that only improves his chances of being elite. I which I already right. think he is. Uh, Alright. I, th- I think it's
0: a character. For fantasy, <laughs> dude. <Okay. laughs> this no. a character. Can you give
1: me that? Um, let's talk about Antonio Brown. Can we talk about Antonio Brown? Let's talk about Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Go ahead. Oh, I just... All right. Talk about Antonio Brown. (laughs) What's not to talk about with this guy? He has frostbite. Supposedly, supposedly he has frostbite on the soles of his feet caused by, guess what? Wearing inappropriate footwear in a cryotherapy machine. Did you see the picture of his feet? No, I heard it's gruesome. Oh, it is is disgusting. disgusting, Is it? It's really
0: gross. First of all, like, I don't need to watch. I right? feel
2: like all athletes have this, this disgusting feet for some reason. Well, yeah, because they're on their feet like twenty four seven. Maybe that will be the reason. What, bro? His feet after. Um, what? His feet? <laughs> what do you mean? What? You just took illegal drugs in this podcast.
0: Yeah, this is a bad look for us. No one had to know. Well, yeah, well, know just no one had to know that I was eating cookie dough, but someone <laughs> had to ruin that. All right. um, you better hope this podcast is go past no no like an no no, no. half. Because at the end, you're going
2: to be tripping. He's going to be like, "Hey,
0: oh, I just took a little <laughs> bit of." So, how do you feel about the NFC East? Just uh. kidding, we're not going to get there. So, we don't even worry about it. All that. right, guys, I took
1: edibles just now. It's legal in Mass. That's where we reside. It's fine. Great, great. Tell everybody where we live now, so you can come. Get mass, us.
0: mass? You know, they're they're gonna, Mass. Are Jesus. you doxing us right now?
1: We got Antonio Brown, <laughs> and his are gross.
2: Feet are yes, I'll
1: sorry, right. That's I'll it. I'll
2: show you the picture later when no. that edible
1: is kicked in good, and I want to hear your reaction So, alright. Whoa, man. So this guy, because of his feet, he's missed. Uh, he's he, uh, he has not participated. His feet? He so it's probably my feet. Not participated in 10 of the 11 Raiders training camp practices. That's almost all of them. That's just about all of them. Now, from what I hear, it's just a... a It's just affecting the skin, you know. It'll heal. It's not like it's deep in his foot, and it'll fuck him up for all all year. I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure his feet will be fine for the better part of the year. However, he might not play football because, do you know why? All right. First of all, I do know why. And I want (laughs) to,
2: listen. Yeah. I, I work an 830 to
1: 430
2: job. I look at my phone occasionally. Now, with fantasy season, I get football updates on everything. These updates I got today on Antonio Brown were probably the funniest updates I've ever seen in my whole life. (laughs) First, let me see if I still have them here. Oh, I didn't didn't mean... Shut up. (laughs) That's all right. I didn't mean to do that. That's all right. Um, Okay, here they are. Breaking news. In quotations, Raiders have no clue of Brown's whereabouts. Yes, I read that too. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, was like, what the fuck? I was like, what, did they have a tracker on him? He just... so I saw that at work and I was like, okay, what the hell? Like he's a lost senile man. Yeah, like he's just (laughs) Robert Kraft wandering into the fucking... Oh my god. Uh, So then, a couple hours later, I get update, Brown to return in near future. I was like, what what is happening with Antonio Brown? (laughs) And then literally like another hour after that, it says, (laughs) breaking Raiders Raiders... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Raiders <laughs> wide receiver Antonio Brown has notified the team that unless he's able to wear his old helmet, he will not play football again. Per Adam
1: Schefter. Whoa, <laughs> was... whoa! It says after the the thing. First of all, didn't see that coming at all. No. What is it like? What is that, man? Come on.
2: Well, they got these new helmets <clears throat> supposed to be better for you, Susan. Well,
0: so, what this year they did, or in ju- like last couple of years? Uh, I think it's the last couple years they've had them, but yeah, this year they yeah. have officially making player all the players switch, because I know Tom Brady's had to switch his helmet this year as so well. So when they retire, they're not all, dang, i play playing
1: football. Like Frank Gore is going to be? No, Frank Gore's going to be like,
0: I play football. <laughs> I can't yeah. read.
1: Yeah, I uh, this. I
2: hope Frank Gore comes on the podcast and kicks his ass.
1: <laughs> this
0: He's going kick his ass, too, for Benjamin.
1: This rubs That's me the funny. wrong way. Antonio Brown, if you're out there listening, because uh, we know you're not practicing. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you'll be healthy for the season, but I don't want the drama, I don't want the antics. I don't want you thinking that you're on the king of the world. I don't know how your head fits in that helmet because it's so big. It's ridiculous. Wow.
0: And, and that's I'm something sh- that you see in like a poster. I just like don't in a classroom. I just
1: don't want you on my team. You're a virus. Wow. You just cut a
2: wrestling promo on Antonio Brown.
0: I just you know, That's I'm pretty bad. Not out. feeling it. Yeah, I. I ugh. Yeah, listen, if I could uh, interject here, Glenn, you were. Uh, I know you're planning on calling me out for something I said last year yeah. about how yeah. AB wasn't as big of a diva yeah. as OBJ, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I still. Re- Stand by that statement because I don't think Antonio Brown's a diva. I think he's actually psychotic, because I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him, to be honest. That's been a claim, right? That he has, like, split personality disorders, I'm sure. I don't know. But in all actuality, I mean, since... If we just look at the body of work since OBJ has gone to Cleveland, relatively quiet. You know, he's... Nothing fit, but hype. Fitting in there nice. Videos of him catching good passes. The exact opposite has happened with AB in... In yeah. Oakland. It's been... Uh, I feel like there's been quite a few stories this offseason about him doing dumb shit. And... Uh, he's, a not, he's a virus. He's a virus. Mm. He's fucking virus. Yeah. We'll see where he ranks in my uh, top ten receivers coming up. Ooh. But we got some Ooh. more that's news. Called, like, that's
1: an industry tease right there, We got there, some baby. more news. Okay, let's hear it. Um, Brown's wide receiver, Antonio Callaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's uh, being suspended four games after he was found to have violated the league's substance of abuse policy. Oh my god,
0: another players on steroids? No way. No, I think, or weed. I think it's
2: I think he snuck into Susan's house, grabbed some edibles, and now look what happened. Susan if you were in the NFL right now, you'd be suspended four games. How do you yeah. feel about that? Uh let's wait an hour and a half and I'm gonna ask you how you feel about Okay, up. all
1: right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean you have um, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. You had Antonio Callaway, but now he's out of the picture for four games. Is that going to skew anything for you? No, no. I say, like if anything, it might might give Jarvis a better um, first four games. In which case, if he does, I say trade his ass.
2: They still got David and Joku. That's another mouth to feed as well. Right. Uh, maybe the loss of Callaway gives more volume to maybe Odell Beckham catches more passes. Maybe, like you said, Landry too and Joku. Maybe it. And more rushes for Nick Chubb. Uh, we don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kylie was never a huge cog of the offense. Um, even though he's shown his talent, but he's never like a huge volume guy. So, it's not, it's not a whole lot that's going to be missing, especially with Odell coming in. So, yeah. you know, draft him if you want. Not necessarily. Or don't. Or don't. I mean, or don't. I'm, I'm still going to be a friend. And guys, we have one more guy to talk about. Who's that? Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Thomas,
3: <laughs> oh my God. everybody's got a
0: price. Is this a joke that I'm not in on?
1: Everybody's <laughs> got a price, man. That's right. Michael Thomas was just paid. Remember when we said he was holding out last week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is kinda old news, but he's been paid. I was holding that dough. He uh he's been <laughs> do remi Fasolati. Yep. He has received a five year contract extension for a hundred million dollars. That is one hundred and then million. Oh,
2: so you mean so he gets more $100 money. first, and then
1: they pay him a million dollars later? No, no, he gets a so. hundred million. No, he gets a million a hundred times. So, wait,
0: that's more. So, you're telling me. So, it's he gets $1,100,000 bills. Way <laughs> more money than I'm ever going to make in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he does. You're right, he does.
1: Yeah, way more money than all of us are ever going to think about making. Oh. $61 million <laughs> is guaranteed money. You wait till this podcast kicks off. No, that's true. I got to think big. We got an idea. Three about trillion, anyway.
0: You know, I gotta run it by you later. Okay. You run it a... by me now in front of the people.
2: You already leaked it. Ah. Uh-huh. Nah, don't, because it's gonna be stupid, and then no lose viewers. No, it's a good idea. Okay. Talk about talk about it later. All
1: right. All right. <laughs> so yeah, he has 61 million of that guaranteed. Yeah, he's the highest paid paid player in football, right? No. Or I'm sorry, wide receiver. Yeah. And yeah. um, some people, Glenn are saying that skilled position players such as Michael Thomas should not be getting paid this kind of money. What do you have to say about that? I say,
0: fuck you. That's what I say. Huh. Continue. I'm I don't sorry. think it was your turn, Mason. I had to... I'm sorry. I just couldn't hold it.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> I say, fuck those people. Hey. You know why? Well, I'll tell you why. Please. Football is a team sport. We get it. The quarterback is the most important position on the field because he always has the ball in his hands. He's going to throw to somebody. Yeah. And sometimes your guys make you just a little better. A guy like Michael Thomas, a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Cole Beasley, all those guys (laughs) can make a quarterback better. Yeah. So when you're the best or in the top five of your position – You should be paid like you're the best in the top five of your position. Skill position... All right. Would... Hmm. Would Joe Montana be Joe Montana without Jerry Rice? It's tough to say. We don't know. We don't know. We consider Jerry Rice the GOAT around here as far as wide receivers go. Would Peyton Manning be the same... Without Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Demaryius Thomas? It's tough to say. We don't know. And we're never going to find out. But the point is that he has these guys to go to. Would Dak be the same without Zeke? No. We've seen that. And he wasn't. Just that small sample size. I'm saying, like, when a team relies on you as much as a team relies on Michael Thomas, like the Saints do. So much receptions, yardage, scoring. Yeah, Drew Brees is great and all He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But because he has a guy like Michael Thomas, they are that more successful on offense. You pay the guys who bring you success. Michael Thomas did that. Todd Gurley does that to the Rams. Ezekiel Elliott does that for the Cowboys, which is why he's holding out. Melvin Gordon, same thing. All these guys deserve to get paid money. I agree. Especially in a sport like football, where the lifespan is really short.
1: One hit, you could be fucking out. You get your money now while you can. $61 million, guaranteed. I hard
0: agree with Glenn. I agree, too. Everything
1: that he just said, I completely agree. you got to have, you know, picture your team without certain players. If you you picture, or if you're Sean Payton and you picture the Saints without Michael Thomas, are you winning a Super Bowl? Uh, Unlikely. Same thing with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara. I think all of them deserve to get paid. So I, I agree, Michael Thomas got what he deserved. Yeah, from
0: a marketing standpoint, uh, like not only are these guys some of the best players in the league, and they deserve to be paid like they're the best pay- players in the league. The amount of attention that they also yep. attract—they're the most fun to watch. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to see Brady or Ro- like Rogers throw a hail mary or something like that. But well, it's what's even cooler, cooler? Odell Beckham's catch—that one-handed catch. Yeah. Like that. That's- or, or Zeke hurtling over yeah. somebody on his way to the goal line. You know what I mean? That shit is what stays in, in your mind. It's the highlights of seasons. Yeah, sure, you'll remember like a crazy Hail Mary to win a game, but like. Somebody's going to catch that. Hail exactly. Mary. <clears throat> that's the thing. So I'm right. all for the skilled position players getting paid. Good. Uh, I'm glad there wasn't any disagreements. I thought this was going to be a longer segment. Nope. <laughs> Continue you know me. with the news. I'm always about players getting their money. So. That's
1: right. Well, no, that's about all the news we have right at the moment. So I think we're ready to move on. I believe we have wide receiver. This is the wide receiver show, by the way. Yeah. You'll know by the title. Wide receiver preview. What's the title of the show? We don't know yet. So how are they going to know by the title? Because they will know. We don't know now, but they will know
0: later. If you don't know, now you know. Who's they? The people. What people? The two people that listen to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, my mom, my
1: dad. <laughs> so we got wide receiver rankings. I think we should go into that. What do you guys think? Let's do this. Who wants to go first? Well, we uh, we already know what each other's, what, what we all have for rankings. So there'll be a lot of disagreements, so it really doesn't matter who starts first. Um, but I'll yeah. I'll start first. All right. There's
2: a couple <laughs> things I want to talk about wide receiver rankings. We'll go over our top ten guys <laughs> to look out for. And uh, I actually want to bring up a topic. We There's a group of young wide receivers that I feel have breakout potential and could make that jump into being, like, borderline above average and then into really good. They're not elite. They're not going to be your Julio Joneses or whatever. But there's a group of young guys, usually second-year receivers, Calvin Ridley, um, Antonio Callaway. Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis. Michael Gallagher. DJ Moore. Um, Ooh, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, DJ Moore. All, all these young guys, like I feel like, are guys you want to have on your fantasy team, just for their potential to break out. Because hmm. we've seen flashes of how good they can be, <laughs> but we haven't seen it on a consistent level. Maybe with more time in the NFL, more time with the quarterback to practice and um, get ready for the season, they can reach their full potential. They're still young, so you're taking a chance you don't know. Yeah. But it's something to look out for. Those later rounds where after you, all the steps <laughs> are gone. I'm sorry, you want to cough on this podcast?
1: Uh, you didn't have to stop. <laughs> yes, he did. And I'm, I, I'm done. And I think that should factor into draft strategy because we just named a, a bunch of guys that you could have as a solid wide receiver too if you go running back heavy at the beginning something to think about. Which
2: I recommend, by the way. We're going to have an episode on draft strategies after we do, you know, uh, all the positions and previewing every division and right before you should be drafting, which should be the week before the season. Because if you are to draft now and then injuries happen and Antonio Brown doesn't want to wear his helmet and you get him with your first pick, <laughs> you're going to be pretty pissed off. So um, <clears throat> we'll have a draft preview episode, talk about draft strategies, what to look for in your draft. Uh, try to seek out the idiots in your league and seek out the people who actually know what they're doing. Um, but right now we're talking wide receivers. I just want to get that, like I said, highlight that group of wide receivers, those young guys to look out for. Um, mm. We talk about drafting. Okay. We know our top tens. Did you both? I
0: Maybe I don't know your top tens. Did you both have Devontae Adams at number one? I do. Um... I am making a revision to mine to put him at my as my number one. Okay. So he was oh yeah, he had Tyreek, remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh what the <laughs> Yeah, you I just him. well I just looked at, at Kansas City Were schedule. you afraid of him breaking his arm like <laughs> Susan said? What no. You sure? Uh okay, maybe a little bit. But he's not your son, don't worry.
2: And if he does do it, he won't get suspended so you can still draft him. That's true.
0: Yeah. No, I had I had Tyreek Hill as my number one, but then I looked at their uh schedule and they play a good amount of Good passing defenses, so I kind of... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they, well, they have the fifth-hardest schedule all year, by the way. I don't think that's the reason why it's not going to be number one.
2: But yeah. we'll talk about Tyreek Hill.
1: And also, projecting defenses is not always
0: I know fair because okay. they change so much.
1: He's just trying to make up his shoes to move Tyreek Hill out of number one. So we all, right. Him out on it. all right, so that means two of us have Devontae Adams number one, so... And Glenn, your number one is... The man, the myth, the legend, DeAndre Hopkins. The best wide receiver in the league.
2: And I'm sticking to that statement. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh. because Here's the thing. My top five goes DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. on Cleveland. Uh, we know his potential, how great he can be, but he's my number five. Let's go up the list for a second. Now I'm going to tell you my 2, 3, and 4 what their specialties are as a wide receiver in fantasy. Number 4, Michael Thomas, his specialty, receptions. In a PPR league, he is king. Julio Jones, his specialty, yards. And standard leagues and PPR yards can help you out as well. Hmm. Devontae Adams, his specialty, touchdowns, Teethys. red zones. Number 1, DeAndre Hopkins combines all three of those things into one person. And that's why I think DeAndre Hopkins, again, with Deshaun Watson another year under his belt, will continue to be king of the wide receivers in fantasy football. That's all.
1: (laughs) No, DeAndre Hopkins is a beast. I have him number two. It's a close call, obviously. You know, splitting hairs pretty much. All right, why Adams, though, you guys, over Hopkins? It is touchdowns. Yes. The number one wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers has always been highly productive, especially in the TD department. <clears throat> and I think, and I always like to say that touchdowns are very um, hard to predict and they shouldn't be the, the first stat to really look at, but I think the number one for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae and Adams, we've already seen it, I think that his touchdown probability is actually higher than, than for most players when you try to project them out. If you told me, or if I had to put money on one wide receiver that's going to have the most touchdowns this year, I think the safe bet is uh, Devontae
2: Adams. I agree with that.
1: And that's when why you, I have my number two. When you look at last year, he had less than 200 yards. Um, let me rephrase that. Devontae Adams went for 111, 111 receptions, 1,386 yards. DeAndre Hopkins had 115 receptions, 1,572 yards. So, DeAndre Hopkins had almost 200 yards more. Uh, Devontae Adams had two more touchdowns. Um, So, the the stat line is very similar. But I want to go with the touchdown security. Because I know Devontae Adams is going to get his receptions yards-wise. But I want that potential for double-digit touchdowns, 15 touchdowns maybe, something like that. Because Aaron Rodgers, he provides that. So, it really was the touchdowns that made the difference.
2: You know who led the league in wide receiver touchdowns last year?
1: Antonio Brown.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 15. I have a big is, here. he doesn't want to wear his helmet. So, yeah, it,
1: you know. His touchdown numbers
2: might go down a little bit <laughs> because of that. Like, what do you th- If you're a coach, and by the way, Mason left.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, he's going to wrangle his dogs. And, if you're a coach. Oh, and, I forgot to do the thing. Yeah. Ah, uh, whatever. So if you're a coach and you're star player that you just paid money for traded for, decides to be a pansy and say, I'm not playing ever again unless I wear my old helmet? What do you do? Do you man up and put him in his place? Or do you say, oh, well, you know, he's my best guy. I want to make him happy. Think of John Gruden. What do you think John Gruden would do? He's going to make him happy? No.
2: What? He's (laughs) going to man up and put him in his place. (laughs) And the thing is, I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen clips on Twitter of it. Oakland Raiders are doing hard knocks this year. Yeah, in, I want to watch that. Uh, HBO. I haven't got a chance to look at it yet. But I'm excited because I love John Gruden. Um, the Raiders are a team that intrigues me. Um, and the antics with Antonio Brown,
1: it's like, let's go. That's probably why the drama's happening, to make good TV. Maybe. We're still spares. talking about
2: Devonte Adams. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah,
1: we're talking about wide receiver stats. We talked yeah. about how Brown has the most touchdowns. Um, I basically said Devontae Adams... I like his touchdown potential, and um, yeah, that that was the difference between
0: him and Hopkins is is the touchdown. Had to go let my dogs outside real quick. Uh, That's okay. But the reason why I want to put Devontae Adams as my number one wide receiver is on touchdowns, but I think it's kind of a different reason from from what you're saying. And the thing is is that Aaron Rodgers last year only – through 25 touchdowns. And yeah. Devontae Adams finished as the number three wide receiver. So that right there...
2: You caught 13 of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that right there should tell so you all you need half. to know. Aaron <laughs> yeah. Rodgers had a awful season by Aaron Rodgers standards. Like, dreadful. And Devontae Adams still finished as the number three wide receiver. Um, and I think, ho- well, hopefully the team uh, should be a bit more composed... And together this year, due to the fact that they finally fired Mike McCarthy. See ya. Yeah. He's holding everyone back. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, they're better. Uh, Which means Devontae Adams should be better. And Aaron Rodgers should be better. Um, So, yeah, I just think the uh, the potential there is ridiculous. The, The hype
2: for Adams is real. I have him at number two. Like I said, my only difference between him and Hopkins is that Hopkins just simply does it all. Um, top three in, I want to say, receptions. Hopkins. Uh, I think so. He has 115 115. Receptions. Number one was Michael Thomas, 125. And number two is, actually, actually no. Hopkins is second in wide receiver because number two is Zach Ertz with 116. That's, That's crazy. Um,
1: yeah. I got something quick to say about Hopkins is that, there's a little bit of risk in that. Um, we need more news on this, but Kiki Cutie was carted off the field Thursday, which is yesterday. Um, and if he's if if that injury is like a year-long injury and he's out for the season or something, doesn't matter. Hopkins does average a couple points less per game without him on the field. And the biggest risk is if the refs decide to wake up and start so calling these push-off penalties let's, let's
2: that he does on every it. single play. Every
1: wide receiver does that. No, oh, my God. When you
2: see I him do it... I don't think to the extent he that DeAndre fucking, Hopkins does. Every wide receiver does that. Randy Moss was
1: famous for doing that. That was
2: also a different time. Hitler
0: was
1: famous for killing six million Jews.
2: That's not even comparable. <laughs> um... <laughs> I got <laughs> Julio Jones as number three. I also have Julio yeah, Jones I got Julio number three. number three too. And the thing awesome. with Julio is, you know what you're getting every year: targets, receptions, yards. The only thing that fluctuates is his touchdown numbers. Yeah, I, the the floor is so high for Julio when he's healthy. That's also a key part of it. Fuck. Sorry. Silent. <laughs> when he's healthy, um, like I said, because of receptions and yards. He had eight touchdowns last year. You'd like to see him get double-digit touchdowns, him being... Well, the thing is, I think Julio Jones is the most talented wide receiver in the league. Like, he checks all the boxes. The only difference that separates you know him from Adams, Hopkins, Michael Thomas, is the usage of him and the lack of usage of him in the red zone. Like, it wasn't until late in the season he started grabbing these touchdowns. If you were a Julio Jones owner for the first half of the season, you were cussing yourself like you have been in the past for knowing that he hasn't caught touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, it, it, you know, how long is Atlanta going to go and realize, oh, yeah, we have Julio Jones. Let's throw him the ball in the end zone.
1: Yeah, it's the end zone. I, I want to say I heard that he did get a lot of red zone looks. It was just like like 50% success rate. Um, the there was a point in time, like that first half of the season, like they would ignore him in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, like they did with Brant last year too with the Patriots. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Julio still had more receptions than Devontae Adams. He had 113 receptions, most yards in the league. 1677. I have a, a quick trivia bullet point here. Yep. Wow. Do you know when the last time Julio ended a season with fewer than 1400 receiving yards? The last time, never. Rookie season. I don't think so. 2013. No. Okay. I think 2012 might have been, or 2013. I don't, I don't know. 2013. He's had 1,400 yards or more ever since 2013.
2: 2013 last six 2013, years, five years. Probably the year he was hurt, right? With all the back and forth ankle shit.
0: Uh, maybe. I believe so. Yeah, it was him. And, him and Ronnie White were both kind of. Yeah, 2014. Turns.
1: I'm gonna list your, his yardage numbers from tw- 2014 to last year. 1593. That's pretty good. 1871. That's oh a my joke. God. 1409, yep. 1444, yep. 1677, yep. which was last year, and into the touchdown point, he's only scored double-digit touchdowns once in his career, and that was 10, the minimum d- double-digit number. And uh, that's
2: that's that's been his knock as yeah, his career high.
1: Touchdown. Aside from that 10 touchdown year, his career high is eight touchdowns, which is what happened last, last year. year. So, but the floor is so freaking high yeah. that the I've, touchdowns are just icing on the cake at that like, point. Like, the thing is,
2: these three guys... Actually, these top four guys... Hopkins... My top four guys, I'll say. Hopkins, Adams, uh, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. The floor is so high with them just because of the consistency every year on fantasy um, fantasy output. Like I said, with Hopkins, you're going to get the targets. You're going to get receptions, yards, touchdowns. It just happens. Adams are going to get the touchdowns. Julio Jones are going to get the yards and receptions. Michael Thomas... Uh, Michael Thomas, his stat, he has an 85% catch rate. Yeah, Man, That's it's, fucking nuts. That's stupid. He had like 140-something targets. Also, it, I mean, it also helps you have probably the most accurate quarterback in the league in Drew Brees as far
0: as completion percentage. But
2: yeah. 85% catch rate.
0: Yeah, do you, remember, you guys remember how he started off the season last year? We had like three games in a row with 20-plus yeah. catches. That's oh, it was ridiculous. Over, yeah, it was over
1: 10 receptions, like three straight yep. games. He didn't, uh, and he didn't drop one either, I don't think. No. That's like the first so couple stupid. games. That doesn't even make sense, bro. It, yeah, a lot of it could be Drew Brees and his accuracy. Um, one thing about Julio,
2: though, too. Um,
1: led the league in targets. 170 targets. They, they do look for him, believe it or After not. After that, Devontae Adams, 160. Just not in the red zone. Just not in the red zone. But, <laughs> no, I, I the touchdowns, he had eight. That's one every other game. On, it just happened to come in the last half of the season. But the real question, real risk, is injury. We always know he has some type of ankle foot thing going on. Lately, he seems to be pulling through it just fine. But you always know there's, he's going to be a Q next to his name a lot. You just got to deal with it because he's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that happens. Uh, I feel that
2: happens with most wide receivers actually. It, 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 it's happened to him obviously in his history, but I feel like uh, Hopkins Green. has been there. Aj well, Green. Green He's we know born with his glass gone. bones and
1: paper skin. Yeah, I'm, I'm off him. I, AJ, I done, I done there was turf
2: Steph- toe green. I dealt with with Stephon Diggs a lot last year. Keenan Allen, as you know, Mason.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, even Tyree Kill. He was good last year. Like, it's just the name of the game. Yeah. Um. Anything right. to say, Mason? No go go over your top fives again. I want to see how we differ here. We differ. My number four next on the list is Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I have him five.
0: So uh, this list is gonna be completely different for you from what I sent you guys earlier. Is there. Tariq Cohen in it? Tariq Cohen, shut the <laughs> fuck up. If Tariq Cohen finishes top ten, I'll suck my own cock. That's right. That's all I gotta say. That's right. So, oh man, I'm going uh, Devontae Adams. I'm going Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill. All
1: right, so you. So
0: you don't have I own. think you
1: just changed Julio's ranking through in the middle of all that. So I thought you agreed that he was number three with all Oh, that. yeah. My bad. Sorry.
0: Oh, my God. No, I, I missed. I, I, okay, so I basically took everybody, moved them up one, and then put Tyreek at five. Okay. So that's yeah. what I did. So, so my bad. Both I miscalculated. Have, so, you both have
1: Thomas, and I have Odell at number four. So, you guys want to? I have Odell at five, so where do you have Odell? Six. And I have, Mike, I have Michael Thomas at Six.
0: And Tyree Kill at five. I have Tyreek Hill at seven. So I'll tell you I'll tell you why I have I think so I have OBJ the lowest out of all of us. Yes. So the reason why I have OBJ the lowest is not because of him himself, mm. it's because of the team around him. Mm. Okay. There have been plenty of examples of teams in the past, in the NFL, who have had a lot of talent and they have not been able to put it together. Mm. Especially, like we talked about, OBJ is a diva. Okay? Mm. Who's to say that he doesn't get think that he's getting enough targets? He starts calling, causing a ruckus. The whole team gets disjointed. Also, we don't even know if this bozo, Freddie Kitchens... New York bozo. Yeah, this New York bozo, Freddie Kitchens, can actually scheme an offense. Or, or you know, like at least put his two cents in, because obviously the offensive coordinator is going to take care of most of that, but what I'm trying to say is, is there is a lot of unknowns on Cleveland. I know everyone's very high on them. I think that they're going to do very well this season as well, uh, but for me, OBJ is just too much of an unknown to put him in the top five, or, or I should say, that team is too much of an unknown to put OBJ in the top five, for me personally. I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, I have OBJ at five based on town alone. Based on his quarterback,
2: uh, Baker Mayfield is a stud. I'm going to say that right now. And that's why I feel like OBJ won't have those problems, those diva problems like he did on the Giants. Um, Just because I feel like this group of guys here, he's got one of his best friends, Jarvis Landry, lined up on the side of him. Um, Too much talent on this team, I think, to not be successful. And I think Baker knows his role as far as getting the ball to these guys. I think the offense will be good. They're going to have their ups and downs. Baker being a second-year quarterback. He's not going to be perfect. He could slump a little bit. Um, but I think Odell Beckham Jr. will be good enough to be top five. I don't see him surpass. See, the thing with OBJ, like you said, with the unknown, I don't see him surpassing the floors that we already know from Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, um, Devontae Adams, and DeAndre Hopkins. Just because we know what's going to happen with them. Like, we already have an idea implanted in our mind. This is what's going to happen, and then it's going to fluctuate based on their touchdown numbers. Um, Odo Beckham Jr., this is the first year with Baker Mayfield. We haven't seen it before. So, just out... Normally, he's right there with those guys, OBJ. If he's with Eli Manning, he's right there with them. We
1: just haven't seen it with Baker yet. That's why he's just outside those top four guys. Yeah, normally, a new team situation like Odell, like Antonio Brown, I normally stay away from it. I, so I have Brown kind of far down. But I just don't feel that way for, for Odell. I did it first, but just I'm buying the hype a bit, and seeing the videos, they, there's, there's just a connection there. Like like Baker Mayfield. He's the leader. He's the quarterback and you can tell that, you know, he's one of the guys. Yeah. Like I, Eli's not one of the guys. Yeah. And you, <laughs> and you, you get the feeling that like Oh, you don't say. You get the feel
2: like <laughs> the receiver's like know their role. Like it's Baker's team. He's going to lead us.
1: But yeah, but you know like there's there's like Odell's not going to do an interview and, and like be passive aggressive against Eli cuz like Lee he's Baker. not going to do that to Baker. Yeah. Because, you know, he's he's a bro. He's young. He's the same age. He's not Eli who's, I don't know, mid-30s he's, or Big Ben to Antonio you're Brown. you saying Eli Manning's not hip? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely but, not. I, I mean, that is what I'm saying. Oh. So yeah, I think I don't think the drama's going to be there. I think there, I think he's in a nice group of guys. They're all going to click. And he he's I think he's the most talented receiver in the game. Jarvis Landry didn't do shit really last year, so I don't really see that being an issue. I still think this is Odell's Receiving team? Like, like and you think he's going to be the Jarvis
2: Land- guy? Land- I'm sorry. You think Odell Beckham Jr. in his first year with Baker Mayfield is going to be better than the highest paid receiver in the league, Michael Thomas?
1: Yes. Okay. We'll finish. I think he's going to finish higher. I mean. Want to do a little, little Betsy Dues on that? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We'll do a little Betsy Ross. Because Odell does have some injury risk. <laughs> he does. He does miss games. In fact, I don't think you know this. I heard a little tidbit. That Sammy Watkins has played in more games than Odell, and that guy is always in here. Glass just just to kind of show how, you know, Odell's not always playing 16 games, but yeah. But his average stat line for the first three seasons is 96 for 1374 and 11 touchdowns. This so is this his fourth year? This will be his fourth year, right? That's crazy. 2015 it feels yeah. like he's been in the league so much longer than that. Him and Mike Evans came. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, same draft class.
0: Kelvin Benjamin.
2: That was a really no, good draft be class. His fifth year. Oh. You sure about
1: that? Are you sure about
2: that? 2015, 16, 17, 18,
1: 19. Fifth year. He's good. <laughs> I like him. Why do I, why do I like him over Michael Thomas? I I don't know. I, I think Michael Thomas is, has a really safe floor with the receptions. Um, but even with over, even with the most receptions, he still didn't get more yards than Julio or, or DeAndre Hopkins, um, and the touchdowns. He you know, only had nine, and I don't really see that going up either because Alvin Kamara is going to get 18 again. No, I th- I just think I mean it- they're so close, but I think Odell's going to have yeah, you're that. You're not you're up- not mad
2: drafting either of
1: them. No, I like o- Odell. But I prefer upside. Michael Thomas. He's definitely safer. Yes. Now here's Sorry.
2: where it gets a little tricky. After Odell Beckham Jr., where do you guys lie?
1: Well, that's where I have Michael Thomas as number six. I'm sorry. No, my bad. Scratch that. After Odell, at number five, I have Tyreek Hill.
0: Okay, so. Where do you have, Tyreek Hill? uh, Tyreek Hill, I have at five.
1: You'll see
2: our rankings, as always. Tyreek Hill's number seven for me. Um, I have Juju Smith-Schuster ahead of him. You know Why? You want me to talk about
1: Tyreek Hill you want me to talk about Juju? Where do you uh, have Juju? Is Juju your next guy? Juju six after OBJ. I have Juju seven after Juju Tyreek and Michael Thomas. Eight. Juju. Eight? Let's talk eight. about Tyreek, then. All right, let's talk about Tyreek Hill. I believe he's a top five receiver. Number five for me. The only risks are, you know, off the field, can of worms. You never know what the hell's going to happen. Hopefully they just keep them in up. A- a cage or something, so he can't break anyone's arms. In an arcade?
0: In a cage? Oh, a cage. A cage. Wow. God and got a hearing aid. Goddamn.
1: And also consistency. He was nasty last year, but. The,
2: come on. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, he was nasty last year.
2: But I, I was going to add to that. It came in spurts. He'd have a game of thirty plus points. Next game, he'd have seven points.
1: Yeah, he he had seven top ten weeks. Seven. Including four of them in the top, I'm sorry, four of them being number one, the number one receiver, and then one of them being number two. However, he was outside the top 20 just as many times. So there's, like you said, a lot of fluctuations. But. So think, think of it this way.
2: Guys, I have. All right. There's one, two, three. Ten guys. Actually, nine guys. Actually. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm looking at I'm looking at stat because i got to take out tight ends and running backs here. There's eight guys who had over 100 receptions last year. Eight of them. Tyreek Hill wasn't one of them. No. Tyreek Hill had 87 receptions, but he had 12 touchdowns. And it's, almost 1,500
1: yards on 87
2: receptions. See, that's
1: the thing. The explosiveness factor with Tyreek Hill is insane. He has more yards... With 40 less receptions than Michael Thomas,
2: Tyree Kill is the Alvin Kamara of wide
1: receivers. Fair. Mm. And I want Alvin Kamara on my team. I but, think that explosiveness will continue. I, I just think it's going to... Pat Mahomes is nasty.
2: They, sorry, you, you mentioned Pat Mahomes, right? 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. Use, as you said it yourself, it's not going to happen again.
1: There's regression. But There's regression. even with 40 touchdowns or 35, Tyree can still get more than... Double digits. He can get double digits.
2: But do you think he'll have as good of a season as he did last year?
1: I think he can. I, I think, think there could be room for improvement if he gets the ball more.
0: I think he could have a more consistent season as well. First, as long as he doesn't beat anybody. Else. I don't think he will. I
2: think uh, the Chiefs, unlike the Rams, where everybody gets fed every game, Robert Woods is probably the most consistent wide receiver in the league as far as the fantasy point stats. Uh, Brandon Cooks last year was great. Cooper Cup, The Chiefs, it was one guy goes off this week, another guy goes off this week, this guy, this guy, this guy, that guy, this guy. Alternating. Tyreek Hill one week, Travis Kelsey next week, Kareem Hunt the week after that. We don't know, actually, now I actually have news that it was Andy Reid wants to go by running back by committee, so Damian Williams in the top ten for you, Souza, not sure about well, that. Well,
1: luckily one. I didn't chisel it in stone. Because yeah, with right. fantasy football, you gotta be it's all right, you gotta be yeah. loosey goosey. You gotta be able to change the with the wins, you know. So yeah, that's the thing with Tyree Hill. I, I, the consistency,
2: I just I don't see it. It's, it's going to be same as last year, as far as how his, just his explosiveness. He's going to have a thirty-point game. He's going to have a week where he gets six points. He's going to have a week where he gets twenty-five. He's going to have a week where he gets ten. You can't rely on Tyreek Hill to get you that consistent ten catches. 100 yards and a touchdown every week like you could have Michael Thomas, a DeAndre Hopkins, a Devontae Adams. That's why I think it's a little riskier taking Tyreek Hill as your number one ride right receiver. Now think of it this way. If you have Tyreek Hill at five, both of you, where does he go in the draft? The end of the first round?
1: More than likely, yes. Um, yeah, probably both. No, that. he'll probably go in the second round because I don't think everyone else is going to think about him as a top five guy. But you do. But I do, so I'd be happy to take him in the second. I'd be thrilled early second. Depends how big your league is, but that's the that's the value factor, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I'll uh, yeah, we'll say this, we'll see. Uh, number one thing that gives me a little bit of hesitancy is looking at the strength of schedule for the Chiefs. Okay. the fifth hardest schedule in the league, but as far as wide receiver rank for their strength of schedule. It's 32nd in the league. So they have the hardest... Tyreek Hill has the hardest strength of schedule for a wide receiver in the league. Just putting it out there.
1: But no matter who's on defense, he's too fast for you. He's faster than you. Faster,
0: faster than, than ya. Ya. So wh- He also beats the shit out of his kid. Yeah, that so just comes with it. Though we are saying Tyreek Hill is top five wide receiver... I'm not saying that. We're also saying... He's number one scumbag. I okay, got Hill at so. seven,
2: and I have a man before him known as Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh, and he took his helmet with him.
0: <laughs> but did he, though, actually? I don't know. He's still looking well, for Well, he me. wants
2: it. He's probably you know wearing it right now because he doesn't want to give it up. Um, but a man did stay there by the name of Juju Smith Schuster, a guy who kind of broke out last year in the fantasy game. Um now, I feel like he has nowhere to go but up with the absence of Antonio Brown. Now, he could be what Antonio Brown was in the Steelers' offense. He's still got Ben Roethlisberger there. Juju, His confidence in Juju out of the slot, as a wide out, in the red zone, anywhere on the field, um, is going to tell volumes this year in fantasy. Because I don't think Pittsburgh will be successful as most teams, he's outside my top five. But I'm picturing Juju Smith-Schuster this year as what Antonio Brown has been in the past for Pittsburgh.
1: I disagree. I think I have um, I have Juju ranked number seven. He had 111 receptions. He had 1426 yards and seven touchdowns. Now he with is, Antonio Brown on his team. With Antonio Brown on his team. Yes. Without Antonio Brown on his team, he is going to have to not play the slot, or he, I guess he might, but he's going to be facing number one coverages because he is the number one receiver now. I think that will hinder him a little bit. I think the offense in general will take a step back. I don't think all 100 receptions of Antonio Brown is going to go to Juju
2: and I think a part else. of it will. I think sure, Juju's part going of to have will. to
0: do
1: more like Antonio Brown had
2: to do more in the past before Juju came there.
0: I agree with Sue though. The, the, only way that, the only way that I see Juju Smith-Schuster making... A large step forward is if one of their uh, wide receivers that they've been drafting for the past few years takes a step forward to basically fill James Washington. Spot. But you look at the
2: past—I don't know, six, seven years. Usually, the Steelers' wide receiver two is that good. They always like Andy Reid is with the running backs. That's what the Steelers do with their wide receivers too. They develop them. Martavius Bryant's, the Juju's, the Emmanuel Sanders. With, even back to with Heinz Ward, Emmanuel Sanders. Up and coming. That's why he, he's got the name who he is now because of how good he was in Pittsburgh. Um, like I said, Martavius Bryant, Juju now. They're going to have somebody else um, alongside Juju who is probably going to be someone to look for in your fantasy radar opposite of Juju. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to consume that Antonio Brown role. If he can handle the volume like Antonio Brown did, it's going to be interesting to see. I think he will. I think he's a very talented wide receiver. Uh, just outside the top five behind Odo Beckham Jr. I'd rather have Juju Smith-Schuster um, as a consistent option every week rather than Tyreek Hill.
0: I'm just more of the, the I'll believe it when I see it. So... Yeah,
1: we'll have to see how, how Big Ben works with him in that role. I mean, he took a lot of um, jump ball shots with Antonio Brown, knowing that Antonio Brown can get him most of the time. We'll see if that if he incorporates that usage with Juju or will keep him the same. I... What I predict is his yardage might go down from 1,400. But I think he can get his touchdowns up. He had seven touchdowns. He can finish with 10 or 11. Um, 100 receptions, sure. That's why I have him number seven. And, of course, he's not Antonio Brown. That's why he's not ranked number one. You know, If he was Antonio Brown, he'd be ranked number one. So, you know, well, we're we factoring haven't seen, We haven't in.
2: seen it yet. Antonio Brown wasn't ranked number one until we saw what Antonio Brown could do by himself.
1: Well, we know what Juju can do. Not by himself. But you're
2: saying he'll be better. I'm saying he could be just as good as Antonio Brown was.
1: You should move him up,
2: then. I don't know it, though. (laughs) That's why he's outside my top five. He's at six. I don't know about
1: Carrots. I I have have him him (laughs) above A.B. on Oakland. Me, too. I don't even want A.B. in my top ten anymore. I mean, I got him at eight. I have him at nine. I have Mike Evans at eight. I got Mike Evans at ten. Mason? I have
0: Mike Evans at seven. Oh. Huh. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, we can so. talk about him, then, because I have him next. You obviously
2: had him where we had Jewish You guys life. go first. Talk about the good of Mike uh, Mike Evans. I'll talk about the good, but I'm going to regress it a little bit, which is why I have him at 10, but go ahead.
0: You want to start or you want me to start? I, I can start. No, I, I can. No, you start. start You start the past with I'll, 10, I'll so. go with All then. right, yeah, go. go, no, go all I'm right, go. so um, last year, he, uh, he only had 86 receptions. Um... He was targeted 139 times. He finished with 1,500 yards, though. Yummy. Which is pretty fucking good. Um, And he only had eight touchdowns. Now, the problem with Mike Evans is that it's his quarterback play, for the most part. He puts up these numbers, which are good numbers, and he has Jameis Winston as his quarterback, who is not good at all. Mmm. Okay, he's not good. He's like average, can be good, sucks sometimes. He's not that good, okay?
1: (laughs) I think of it this way. (sighs) If you have a guy like
2: Mike Evans in your top ten, and a guy like O.J. Howard in your top five of tight ends, well, we haven't talked about tight ends yet, but he's going to be in my top five. Can the quarterback really be that bad when the fantasy production from... Wide receiver spot and a tight end. And you got
0: Chris Godwin on the up and ups. But is it the quarterback he being bad. decent? Or is it the player just making up for the quarterback's deficiency? Because for me, in my opinion, it's Mike Evans picking up the slack for Jameis Winston. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. I think they that's got,
1: okay. Guys, they got Bruce Arians, by the way. Okay. He's not a numbskull. He produces wide receivers like... Larry Fitzgerald. No, Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> was produced way before no, Bruce
2: Arians. Bruce Arians. Arians. Actually, you could argue Larry Fitzgerald wasn't even all that when Bruce Arians was there. Uh,
0: yeah, decent. Larry Fitzgerald's
2: best year, best years were not when Bruce Arians was the head coach. Are
1: you sure about that? I am 100% positive <laughs> about that. Bruce Arians is a good coach, though. He's a great coach. And Mike Evans is a great receiver. Is. Let's see. We're getting off topic. I back, think, back to
0: Mike Evans. I think...
1: <laughs> yes, the risk is all Jameis Winston. We saw him get pulled last year. For Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's like worst case scenario, and we've seen it. Now, I mean, how many times can you say another year under his belt? He's only going to get better. So, But I think we've seen what Jameis Winston can, can, can be, and he can produce a 1,500-yard receiver. And Mike Evans actually had one less reception than Tyree Kill. Only 86 receptions. Still had 1,500 yards. And less touchdowns than Tyree Kill, too. But he seemed more consistent, Do you right? know his numbers from two years ago, Mike Evans? Because mm-hmm. those were something to be hold. Off the top of my oh, head. Oh, they
0: were not good. Two Wait, years ago? Two years ago? The year yeah. JV had him. That was last year. Was three years ago. I got two you. years ago. Because I had him in another league two years ago, and he was god-awful. In
1: 2016, he had uh, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Yeah, that was good. How many receptions? Ninety-six. I mean, he hasn't had a hundred receptions. I, I don't think he will. Um, but he could. Deshaun Jackson's gone. Mike Evans for
2: him, it's going to be the touchdown numbers. He's like a uh, he's like a knockoff Devontae Adams.
1: That's <laughs> he <laughs> said that. Yeah, it's because Jameis Winston can't be Aaron Rodgers. Yes. But you know, Mike Evans continues to do it anyway. That's why he's in the top 10, because he is a top 10 receiver. That's what I'm saying. There was a few years is.
0: ago where it looked like Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston played well, and it looked like they were kind of going to put it together. I think it was the year that he he was, like, top five wide receiver, actually. 2017? 2016? Okay. So, yeah. In 2016, he finished number two. Yeah. So, I think... I think... No. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, it was 2016. So... I think if Jameis Winston oh, wow. can play close to Jameis Winston in 2016 or even a little worse than that, just better than he was last year, if he can be better than that, I can see Mike Evans. I, well, I like Mike Evans where I have him ranked. Um, that's, the, that's the problem with a lot of these, these other wide receivers after you get out of the top five, I feel, is that there's a lot of risk involved with them uh, for the most part, if you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, not to the point like that. They are actually untalented, or that there's like they're risky picks in the sense that they don't yeah. bust their ass out there every week. It's the fact you that you don't feel he's a set it and forget it. Exactly. It's you can look at him and look at the matchup that they're playing, like a defense or something, and be like, oh man, I don't know if this guy's gonna have a good week this week. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's uh, it's hard, but I I I like Mike Evans at, at number seven. I like him better. Uh, I like him better than Juju, AB, and Hillen, who I have 8, 9, and 10, respectively. Um, so, yeah. By the way, um, back to when we were talking
1: about Odell, because he started with Mike Evans same year, and that was 2014, so this is going to be their sixth season. That's crazy. They're old. We're yeah. old. No, they're not old. Mike
0: Evans is 25. Yeah, he's the same age. as Uh... 193. I mean one, get, I'm one a quick thing
2: about Mike Evans. Um, like I already said, he's uh middle class. I won't say poor man's Devontae Adams, I'll say middle class man's Devontae Adams. Because <laughs> like like we said, he is top ten. Um it's gonna depend on touchdowns. And also I think the volume is gonna be spread out more with the emergence of O.J. Howard at tight end, Chris Godwin as the wide receiver opposing him. Um I actually expect guys like OJ Howard and Chris Godwin to take away some of his receptions and yardage. So for Mike Evans to finish top 10, he's going to have to have big touchdown numbers. At least eight this year. Because um, I think he'll, he'll probably stay around that 80 reception area. Um, I'd like to see him get at least 1,300 yards. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, the yeah. Tampa Bay, not that good of a team. They probably will be passing a lot. Uh, I don't know for, for Mike Evans it's his touchdowns when he doesn't get touchdowns he struggles
1: I agree with Godwin and uh, and OJ Howard OG Howard's already pretty good I think Godwin will step up a lot because tr- Adam Humphreys isn't there anymore um, I think they might have lost someone else too but he only had 86 receptions so I don't see his volume going down any more than that because that's, that's even he's, that's he's, low he's going to be right around the 80 reception range but like
2: I said, it, for him, it's the touchdowns. I think O.J. Howard, Godwin can take away touchdowns.
1: I hope he can get more than, than 80. He should be able to. I'll so. think he
3: will.
1: All right, well, my number nine is next. Are we on number nine, everybody? Yeah, because we have different number nines. Take a number nine, please. Antonio Brown I got. Oh. Me too. Oh, wait. You didn't talk about your number eight. Um, My number eight is Mike Evans. Before him was Juju. And then before him was Michael Thomas.
2: What the? Who's your, oh, your ten's Thielen.
1: Yeah. Fuck. Well, thanks. Spoiler for
0: alert. alert: my ah. ten
2: is Thielen. Yeah, anyway, you was not in my top ten Thielen.
0: Anyway, Antonio Brown. Number nine. Yeah. I think probably you would agree with me for the same reasons. Uh, kind of as Mike Evans. I d- I just don't trust the Raiders as a team. Maybe it's uh. Ignorant of me to do that. It's, it's it's the Mike it's, Evans factor because we don't trust the quarterback play, but it's also the Cleveland
2: Browns factor. Like Odell Beckham Jr., it's the unknown. We exactly. Don't, we don't know how Antonio Brown will do with Derek Carr. Right? We don't even know if he's gonna fucking play if he get yeah. the right helmet. <laughs>
1: That's ridiculous. Fuck Antonio. I don't
2: even want to, feet. I don't even want to talk about Antonio. He's Brown He's a virus. We're skipping him. We have him in the top ten if he's healthy and plays. If he doesn't, all bets are off. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. I get him. Late second round? Really late? Maybe early third round? You
3: think he's going to drop rare. that far? Yeah.
2: I, I, I'm naming
0: you. I don't think he'll drop that far, but that's the only place I'd be. If, if if I'm just telling you, on my play, name alone, he is going to get drafted, drafted early second round. Yeah, absolutely. To late first. He oh, shouldn't, but he will. But he will. I would dra- All right. So
2: there's seven <laughs> wide receivers I draft over him, there's probably about 10 running backs I draft over him.
0: I agree. No, I, I think I draft. I, me I and, draft and Ertz, agree with you. I draft Earth and Kelsey over him. Damn. Me and Zeus agree with you. I'm just saying that in most leagues, I guarantee that people will look at Antonio Brown just by his name alone, until and they'll they see, say this guy's nasty. I'm taking him until they see a picture of his feet. <laughs> Moving on. Well, no, then they'll be like, wow, that's this guy's really my nasty.
2: number nine. After Antonio Brown is T.
0: Y Hilton? Thank you, Hilton. Thank you, Hilton. Okay. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton. Well, T.Y. Hilton is my ten. T.Y. Hilton, for him,
2: it's staying on the field with Andrew Luck. If T.Y. Hilton puts together a 16-game season this year with Andrew Luck at quarterback for all 16 games, he will have a career year. He will reach his career high in receptions... The yardage will stay the same he would, like he has been in the past, but he might even reach a career high in touchdowns. That's the knockoff for T.Y. Hilton is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy and Andrew Luck hasn't been able to stay healthy. If everything lines up, if the stars align and they both are healthy for 16 games with this Colts team, T.Y. Hilton is having a career year. I have him at 9. He has the potential to be top
1: 5. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. He has the potential to be top five, probably the fifth guy. I don't see him really being any higher than that. He is, um, I'm
2: going to say he's a middle-class man's Julio Jones. Oh, my God. Okay. Enough of these analogies. Julio Jones, he doesn't get the touchdown numbers. Um, Receptions, he's never reached over 100. I think if he's healthy with luck this year, this is the year he gets over 100 receptions. Um, Yardage has always been there, just on the explosive fact of T.Y. Hilton. Um, yeah,
1: he he's really good. He his career high in touchdowns is seven. Yeah, he that, did that twice.
2: You, see, that's the thing that needs to change. That's why I compare him to Julio. His Without career touchdown high in, numbers. It's
1: his his high in yardage is fourteen forty eight. He hasn't had a hundred receptions. It's been eighty eighty to ninety, um, but a lot of it is health, and it sucks because it falls a lot on Andrew Luck too. Because T Y Hilton was around the whole year when Andrew Luck wasn't that sucked remember uh yep. you had to, you just felt like you had to start him though because yeah. you see by all and then exactly. you get burned but that's the thing i just don't i have him out of my top 10 because i'm factoring in the that injury risk and it's factored in so much that it kicked him out of the top 10 because a lot because of andrew luck dealing with his calf strain for the better part of the summer missing practices as we speak hopefully he can get back on track, but he does this a lot. He's whether it's his kidney or his um, shoulder or now his calf. Hopefully, he can be 100%. Hopefully, Ty Hilton can be 100% because his highest potential I see is number five.
0: Um, but he could just be you know 11, 12. Like I have him just outside the top 10. I'm gonna say, but if you if you take him where his average ADP is right now, which is number 30 overall. And you get him as a number five top In our league that's an early third round pick. So yeah. if you get if you get TY Hilton as an early third round pick. I love it. And he finishes top five wide receiver, which he absolutely could. Feed me that. That's that's such ridiculously good value because you yeah. get, you're getting you're getting another stud running back and probably another stud wide so receiver the thing, on top of it. If, yeah, if exactly. that
2: if that's our league, fourteen man league, right? You would have, oh. you'd have you'd have you'd have the number two pick.
1: Or one, yeah. Well,
2: yeah, If his ADP is 30, because you, mm-hmm. you get the second pick coming around, that's where you're drafting. You got the number two or number one pick, so you're that's probably going to get fair. a stud running back. When okay. it comes around again, second time around, you have a chance to grab somebody like, you could double up receivers, T.Y. Hilton, and maybe uh, maybe an Antonio Brown. Or, Mike, Allen. or Mike Evans. Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen. Yep. And
1: that's scary it's yeah it's it's not fair that the guy who gets the number one or number two pick will be able to get T.Y. Hilton in their third pick but that's you're right yeah so you, I want that number one can I get the number one pick this year I haven't had it <laughs> it's cursed in our league it is yeah, yeah that's very true
2: go for number two
0: yeah go for number two yeah. number what two stinks oh my god let's go alright Jesus Christ you um, said it too right so no. you have feeling I thought we said it at the same time no
1: do you have feeling inside?
2: Awesome? I'll hire you
1: <laughs> what oh. <laughs> what yeah, you, know, you both said it at the same time.
0: Yeah, did he not just say it? No, I did not say number two Dude, stings. I'm telling you, someone else but me said it. I just said, yeah, I just said, I I just said number two, and that was it. I didn't say stinks. I thought... Oh. We got it recorded. <laughs> we'll see okay, we got, we go, we'll go to the tape. All right.
2: Do you have feeling in your top ten? No. I don't either. Bitch. Do you have, who's in your top ten that's not in ours? Um, what do you mean? No, I have, I have, have all have the same. Hill. You have the same top ten as me, just mixed around? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. All right, so, do You want to briefly talk about Adam Thielen?
1: Yeah, I love him. I know no. he's uh white why because he's, he's white. <laughs> yeah. He is crazy. Obviously, what we remember from him is a monstrous first half and a fart second half. Yeah, which is what you could say
0: really for the entire Vikings as a whole. <laughs> yeah, and Kurt, you can put exactly. you can put some of that on Kirk Cousins. You can put all of it on Kirk Cousins. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're right. Lost the happy, but the happy's back. Kirk Cousins was an issue.
1: Um, The whole team had an issue after that bye week. I don't know what they did during the bye week, but they lost their mojo. But what I think is that the monstrous first half and the fart second half will will combine to a normal fart. Not monstrous. You following us? (laughs) No. All right. This is the worst analogy of all time. I think his... uh, Greatness and his poopiness will combine to be average. Average. <laughs> a, a number nice number one turn. A wide receiver. One steady production. He had 113 receptions, 1373 yards, and nine touchdowns. I think the receptions will remain. I think it'll be around 100 because that's why he did so much was have these double-digit reception games. Kirk loved throwing to him short, and he could do a lot after the ball. And I just, I just think he's gonna be the same. And he finished as the number seven receiver.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think um, I think Adam Thielen, um, he, he is good. I have him outside my top ten um, just because I think his ceiling isn't as high as these other guys I have, but he's been getting better every year. That's that's the thing that gives him a case for the top ten. He's better than last year. He's going to be top five right. technically off that standard. But I think Stefan Diggs. And I think the most important factor from this is establishing the running game with Dalvin Cook and Kyle Rudolph bringing him back to relevance, fantasy relevance. And preseason training camps, they're talking about how Kirk Cousins and Kyle Rudolph are finally getting that connection together. Uh Uh-oh. Something to look forward to. If Kyle Rudolph takes away red zone touches from Diggs and Thielen, their fantasy production will fluctuate. I have them back to back at 13 and 14. Thielen then Diggs, just because Kirk Cousins is a little racist. He prefers Thielen over Diggs.
0: Yeah, I would. I'd would go uh, Keenan Allen with number 11, and then I have uh, Adam See? Thielen at 12. Okay. okay. So I thought you were just gonna completely skip over talking about Adam. No, 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 no. no. Okay, we're talking about Keenan Allen. No,
2: <laughs> Keenan Allen. I have him at 12. Uh, number 11 is Amari Cooper. Wow! Wow! Really? 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 Oh, interesting. If you take the statistics from Mari, uh, Amari Cooper's uh, tenure with the Dallas Cowboys after he got traded, yeah, and put that into a full season, yeah, uh, it's a little scary. Yeah, a little scary business. He was pretty good in the Cowboys. He was good. I, now I'm not saying it's gonna be the same exact thing the whole season, but if it, you know, if he can sus- sustain any consistency. Watch out for Amari Cooper. He's a guy who I have him on the... I, I was thinking about putting him ahead of Mike Evans, but I don't
3: whoa.
2: know. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean, wow? You act
1: like, you know... I need to see a full season, my friend. That's what I'm saying. I I, I didn't, but I, I could have. <laughs> Thought about it. Hmm. I could've. Thought
2: crime. Mari Cooper stays healthy. Dak Prescott's going to be better, which means Amari Cooper should be better. He was great last year with the Cowboys.
1: We need Zeke to sign...
0: Yeah, you gotta also gotta see what happens with that. The thing is, I'm not worried. Oh, could you guys get Alfred Morris? No. Well, the guys that we I, do no, have they behind don't have Alfred the Morris. guys that no, we they do... resigned, Alfred Morris. Uh, really? Yeah. I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm I, almost positive they It knowing. doesn't matter.
2: It doesn't matter because <laughs> Alfred Morris isn't gonna play. It's gonna be this other guy that we got behind him, this Chris Pollard kid, and he actually. Is I showing, thought it was Tom Pollard. I might. I don't
1: know. be Tom Pollard. All I know is
2: last name Come is up. Pollard. it is Pollard. Pollard. Uh, from what I'm hearing. They are liking how he's playing the running back position because, oh, obviously, there's nobody to play a running back or. next to him because Zeke Elliott is in Mexico. <laughs> it's, um, where
1: is he? What? Tony. If, Tony, Tony Pollard, yeah. I look up Tom. What did I say? Tom Pollard? No, I said Tom. You said Chris. Oh, oh yeah, Chris. Oh. <laughs> Chris. I type in Tom Pollard, I get educator. Thomas D. Pollard, 77 years old. <laughs> nice. Anyway.
2: Oh, it's amazing like, that he's still like playing the, the running back position at 77. Um. But, yeah, uh, Cowboys have their whole projected offense. I think uh, Mari Cooper could be in for some big things. All right, well, uh, I'd love to see it. Love to see it. After that, like I said, Keenan Allen. Oh, he's keeping going. I'm he, he's, he's still going. He's I'm, I'm not going to listen. I, I want to wrap this up here because we can go all day on wide receivers like we could on running backs. Well, that's Keenan. what I was
0: trying to do, but you kept going.
2: Okay, fuck you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keenan Allen. Um on the Chargers. No Melvin Gordon. No problem. Yeah, huh. really really no problem. They're probably going to pass the ball the same amount. They have depth at running back. Probably going to run the ball the same amount as they did before. It might be better for Keenan Allen because he'll actually get more red zone looks because past that 20-yard line, it was all Melvin Gordon uh, once they reach the opponent's red zone. So it could be for the up and up on Keenan Allen. Um,
3: yeah.
0: All right. all right, so that's... uh. That's our top ten wide receiver rankings. Uh, Look for them to be posted on our Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and and Facebook, Facebook everywhere Uh, and Facebook as well. uh, Shortly after, this is probably or shortly after we're done recording this. Probably tomorrow. Yeah. So someday, or maybe we won't post them at all. Yeah, probably not. Maybe we just won't do them like the NFC East. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Speaking of divisions in the NFC East, we promised Ian that we would get to them.
0: Yeah, and we will. We will. Just not yet. Not yet. Because today,
2: yeah.
0: first we're going to talk about the AFC North, right. which is a very interesting division Yes. because now that uh, AB has left, the Steelers, it looks like the Steelers, after not making the playoffs last year, have taken a little bit of a step back.
2: Joe Hayden got carted off the field the other day at Steelers. Oh, great. Uh, training camp. So, so there
0: you go. There's another reason why it's more open in that division, in my opinion. Uh, we also have the Ravens. Um, as well Who looked like they may have A court- young quarterback on the rise uh, And then we have Cleveland um, Who is a very interesting team To many Very big pick For a lot of people to make the playoffs Potentially make some noise And then finally we have the Bengals Who are the worst franchise in all of football In my opinion Everyone knows I hate the Bengals hmm. So uh, let's get down to brass tacks people Pretty bold take here Souza, give me your AFC North
2: um, from one to four, one being who you think's is going to win the division, and then preview a
1: team for us. Wow. Yep. Wow. Okay. I think we're going to see the Steelers win the division again.
0: Wow. Again. I when mean, they made the playoffs so, last year. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, he's high. No. Uh, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> I think they're going to win the division. Said like a true high man. You guys
1: are making me rethink this. All right. What? Bengals the are lie. last. Can we say that? Yeah. Yes. Talk right, the Bengals.
2: Wait, let's review the Bengals real quick.
0: <laughs> okay. Because it'll be cool. AJ Green is hurt until like halfway through the season. They got um, Joe Mixon. That's it.
2: <laughs> all right. In the, uh, when you're drafting, wait on AJ Green, obviously, for the hurt. But if you can snag him in a later round, could have some upside towards the end yeah. of the season. Be like a
0: bench stowaway. Joe
2: Mixon is a stud. He's a guy you could get like uh, like we were talking about with um,
1: T.Y. Hilton, early third round. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think he's, like, middle second. I swear, like, the Dalvin Cooks, the Joe Mixons, the James Connors. I'd rather have yeah, uh, Joe go.
2: Mixon over a Dalvin Cook, by the way. Anyways. Uh, I'd agree with that. Um, but Joe Mixon's guy you want to own in the Bengals. Another guy who to look for out for, and I think... Like I mentioned, that young group of wide receivers to look out for, Tyler Boyd, Mason's long-lost cousin.
3: Yeah. With A.J. Green absent (laughs) for
2: the beginning of the season, Tyler Boyd has all the potential to become that wide receiver one and to play like a wide receiver one. But I think you
0: seem to be forgetting who's throwing him the ball.
2: But like we talked about with Eli Manning, Jameis Winston, (laughs) Anybody can catch passes. Anybody can have a good fantasy day. Why not Tyler Boyd?
0: Because yeah, Andy like Dalton's throwing the ball. That's why.
1: I mean, I hate this offense. I'm so sick of Andy Dalton. Did Marvin Lewis finally get fired?
2: Doesn't matter. I, I stopped talking about the Bengals. Um, all
1: right. I, no, I, I like Mixon. I believe yeah. he'll be a very good fantasy option. But I just I feel like the offense is too risky and can fall flat easily. Yes. I like Tyler yes. Boyd it's a lot. It's scary. I would take Dalvin Cook over Mixon. I would not. All right. Bengals suck. So. Joe Mixon's good. Moving on. Yes,
2: he is. All right. Preview a team. I'll preview. You're talking about the Steelers, and you're talking about them winning the division again, <laughs> and then I knew that was the edible talking.
1: Okay. <laughs> because I. Yeah, I just. The Ravens won the division, right? Yeah, I just. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> the just, Ravens won the division. Yeah. Right? Yes. The Ravens
2: did win the division, and, and they're going to do it again.
1: Then you talk about that please. I'll talk about it.
0: Sousa is—he's about like, to go down. He's like, I don't want to believe
1: they can, but they did. So it's like <laughs> the Ravens won back?
2: the division last year, and they're gonna win again. And here's why. <laughs> here's why. The Ravens have the best defense in the division. Mm. The Ravens have Lamar Miller starting at quarterback. Every—I'm sorry, Lamar Miller. <laughs> I'm stoned now too. Oh my. Lamar God. <laughs> Lamar Jackson starting at quarterback. Um, and running back. <laughs> and he's the sure starter. There's no Joe Flacco BS in it. See you, Flacco. All the chips are in on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, um, he's he's probably going to be the closest thing to Michael Vick that we're going to see in the league today. Um, just his his ability to make people miss on the run, the only thing that has to improve is his throwing. If he gets that down... If he can game manage the Ravens along with his running game, with Mark Ingram, the greatest running back of all time,
0: behind him. The go. Who is be- who hold on? Who's gonna beat the Raven? Who's better than Mark like Nobody? Really, dude. Nobody. I can't believe how good he is. This thing Excellent. think of it. We've been humans have been around for millions of years and we got to live in the time where we get to watch Mark Ingram play football. And we get to live in the time where we watch
2: him win the AFC North. Ravens are going to go 10-6. and six. I actually... All right. Everyone's on the Browns and stuff to hype. I actually have the Browns going 10-6 and six as well. Wow. They're, they're tying records. Ravens, uh, either they beat the Browns twice or they split with them and have a better division record. I feel like the Browns might lose to a Bengals or a Steelers out of nowhere.
1: I, I like it, Glenn. You I actually swayed me. I think the Ravens will win. I think the Steelers swated. will come in second. Swated. I think the Steelers will come in second. By a hair over the Browns, Bengals Sousa's, last.
0: Sousa has been suaded. Um, wait, wait, wait!
1: You still saying the Steelers over the Browns? I am by like no. by a hair, a hair. Hughes um, length. No, I I love Lamar Jackson, and watch out for Marcus Brown. He's a rookie wide receiver. Charlie Brown? No, he's a rookie. Oh, Wookie. oh, yeah. <laughs> <He's laughs> a Wookiee.
0: He's oh. <laughs> a rookie.
1: He's a rookie wide receiver, and there's been some connections, there's been some talks from the bushes about the connection between Jackson and Brown. You know, Watch, out. I mean, do you not know start. Hold on,
0: that so I can't is that a anymore. phrase that you use a lot. Talk the bushes from the bushes. What the fuck does that mean? The whispers from the bushes.
1: Like, you know, you ever, you ever walk down a sidewalk and then you're like, huh? what was that? I just heard something. And then you hear some shh sh- sh- in the bushes, and you a little voice talks to you. No. Oh. Hey. Mark I don't think edibles Marcus are the only you.
0: kind of drugs you're doing. Hey, dude.
2: Draft this Wookiee.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying watch out for my late round stash. Whoa. Blaze, relax. Or for our dynasty league, I'd be happy drafting him. Who?
0: Hmm. Marcus Brown. Oh. A Where Wookie- do you have the Ravens? Wookiee. I have the Ravens also winning the division. Oh Yeah. I, yeah, oh. I have basically the same. Were you suaded have- though? No. Oh. I have Ravens winning the division. Or uh whether it be eleven and five or ten and six, I'm ten and six. And then I have the Browns at either was that necessary, ten and six or nine and seven around there. I think they make it in as a wild card team into the playoffs. And then third, I have the Steelers. Um, I have the Steelers going eight and eight. Yeah, I'd say eight and eight, seven Yuck. and nine. And then the Bengals can fuck right off. They'll probably go like four and twelve. I'm six and ten, something awful. Too bad he couldn't do
1: six and nine. Tie. Nice. Six, nine, and one.
2: But then it's people having a 69 is there's one guy staring at him. Filming. No, it's
1: because when you perform a 69, you become one.
0: Oh, oh my God. We got to wrap this up before he gets even more stoned. All right. His we are coming in like a train. <laughs> oh, I can tell. Okay. One guy I want to own on the Ravens is Mark Ingram.
2: Lamar Jackson. Uh I'm gonna go with
0: um The fact that you didn't pick the greatest running back of all time. On. I'm talking to him. Alright. I'm gonna say I have an altar to this man in my room. Um What? You might he's he's commonly depicted being nailed to a cross. I don't play little football. Uh, <laughs> what did he
1: say? <laughs> I said, I don't play football. Shut the fuck up, Souza. He was making a Mark Ingram oh, joke. And then this guy just...
0: God, fucking damn it. Right, Mark Ingram.
2: Right. God. One guy to watch out for is Lamar Jackson. Um, just his on-the-ground ability alone could spell fantasy disaster if you're facing him. I I yeah,
0: about. I think he could, he could be a good guy to stream. Um... And also, if he learns how to fucking throw... I think he does. Look out. Know how to throw. They say it better. Okay. All right. So, on to the next team. Should we talk about the Browns? I feel like we talk about the Browns a lot. All right. Browns, real quick. I have them going 10 and 6. They're
2: good. All right. They're going to be good. They're going to be... This isn't going to be your father's Brown. They're going to have a winning record. <laughs> they, they, they're going to make the playoffs as a wild card team. Yeah, I think so. Um... They're not They're not Patriots-level, they're not Chiefs-level, so let's cut that out. They really aren't even Colts-level. But on any given Sunday, I feel like they have a chance to upset one of those teams in the playoffs. Could happen. Have them in second in second division, 10 of 6. Player I want to own is Nick Chubb.
1: I want to own OBJ. I want Baker Mayfield. I like it. I think Baker's the glue there, because they have all the pieces, but will it come together? That's the thing. Edgar, I don't think it will.
2: X factor for the Cleveland Browns. In fantasy, David Njoku.
1: I was he came to my mind first too.
2: David Njoku, because if all right, think of it, think of all these guys you have to cover. Um Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham Jr., Travis Landry. David Njoku, man, he's good. He's shown flashes of being good in the past. In the red zone, that's all you need for a tight end. David Njoku has a chance to be top five tight end with this offense, just based on if he can you know, get the receptions, get the looks in the end zone. Um, with Baker Mayfield, a full season, I like him.
1: You know, when I think of X-Factors, you got to picture like the, the guys who probably won't do well, but if they do well, it's going to be a big deal. I almost kind of want to put that on Odell, because if he's nasty, as we think he will be, the Browns are going to improve so much. Because they haven't had an Odell Beckham. They had a Josh Gordon once, but I almost thought Kareem Hunt, too. Because if he comes back, and both him and Shubb are nasty, like, what are you going to do to stop these guys? Because their defense is already solid. So, I don't know. I can't pick two, but I'll just pick Odell. Thanks (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I was um, trying to say like if these nasty guys
2: can be that You picked them up for the guy you want to own and the X factor. <laughs> the goals gotta switch it up. All right, so
0: oh. Great Kareem hunt. Well, I was gonna I was gonna pick Baker Mayfield for my X factor. <laughs> oh, well, cause see here's the thing, fantasy wise, fantasy wise, Baker Mayfield you can get a great value. You can probably pick him up relatively late in the draft. Yep. Obviously, it's a risk. He's a second year quarterback, but at the same time, if, if you're able to take him in the 11th or 12th round. That's ridiculous value, especially for the upside that he potentially has with that offense. Once again, as I have said, like a broken record, the coaching on this team scares me. That is the only cause for concern, in my opinion. Can I change my answer? Sure.
1: Forget everything I just said about OBJ and Kareem Hunt over the last couple minutes. It is Baker Mayfield. That's the correct answer. I said it myself. They have all the pieces, but can it come together? Mm. That hinges on Baker Mayfield.
2: All right. I like it. Um, we'll talk about the Steelers real quick, and then we'll move on. I have a middle of the pack, 8-8. Eight eight. Why? Defense isn't that good. It's going to be more of the same of last year. Big Ben getting older. They have Juju. James Conner will be good. But is it going to be enough to win football
1: games? Yeah, I see a decline. They're
2: going to face the Ravens twice, the Browns twice. I don't know what their schedule looks like. but I can mean, no... tell you right now. Okay. I'll wait.
0: In the meantime... Do you want strength schedule or their actual schedule? Like, give me
2: the division that they face in the AFC and the NFC. Okay, let me look that up real quick.
1: Yeah, like I said, I see a decline coming from them. You know, Juju's not Antonio Brown, so they lost a little bit on receiver. Because whoever this number two is, isn't Juju. No, not yet. Not yet. James Washington drafted a couple years ago. Maybe he'll step up. Um, I feel like they have someone. It's like Dante Moncrief. I think he's on the... Yes. They have Moncrief. Yep. Yes. So, so watch out for him,
0: actually. They drew... He's a, the, He could be a gem in the rough. It looks like the NFC West. Oh, yeah. And They're going to
2: face the uh, the Rams, Seahawks. Uh, I mean... That's going to be tough 49. flooding for all of And the AFC yeah. East. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. They're not going to beat the Patriots. That's one
1: of four. Though.
2: But, but, they'll, saying, but they'll
0: probably be the Dolphins, Bills,
2: and Jets. Uh, one of those games they're bound to fuck up just because that's what the Steelers <laughs> oh, yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have Middle of the Road 8
0: and 8. Guy I want to own um, is Juju. Um, guy I want to own is James Conner. Mm. Juju for me. All right. <laughs> My X Factor
2: is James Conner. If James Conner can prove that last year wasn't a fluke, and that you have to trust the system of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that any running back can go in there and be as successful as Le'Veon Bell was, let's fucking go. James Conner's top 10, potential to be top 5.
1: No, I agree. It is James Conner for that reason. If he can prove that that's who he is, and can be a a top 5, top 10 guy, which I don't think that he'll prove to be like a Le'Veon Bell producer... But if he does, then the Steelers are right back in it. Right back being... You didn't have, you didn't have James Conner in your top ten? If he was, he was like number ten. I don't I'm think he am thinking like
0: top five, though. So... Like a Le'Veon Bell would My X factor is... We kind of have the uh, opposite here. My X factor yeah, My X factor is Juju. Uh, because, like we had discussed prior in the podcast, I think it'll be interesting to see how he responds going up against the best corners in the league. Um... Also, Big Ben being another year older, does he start to decline a little bit as well? His vision, or just his throwing <laughs> capabilities? <laughs> his, his mind. <laughs> but and then it'll it be interesting to see how the person opposite of him plays as well, because we don't really yeah. know who Dante is it. Moncrief. They have Dante Moncrief. Damn Dante Moncrief? Yeah. We just, you? Are you stone? <laughs> We just talked about it. No, I was looking up Pittsburgh's yeah, schedule, yeah, Mark, remember? Please. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it wasn't... I couldn't... Sorry. Open ears.
2: Um, yeah, that's AFC North. Um, All right. I'm, I'm skipping the NFC North. is We also won't have time to get to the NFC East. We, what, but see, we here's
0: the thing. Holy though. fuck. Next podcast, we're going to talk about tight ends, right? We talked talk tight ends. We talk, We talk about anything we see, want. See, next podcast, we're going to talk it. about tight ends, but... After the top five, it's really not anything to talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. So, that'll be relatively short, and then we can actually get to the divisions that we missed. so, um, so. What I do want Maybe.
2: to do... Should I, we discuss the QB poll?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do, do you want to do, rapid fire DMs? We can't do both? We, we can t- do both. How much time let's do Let's do have. the, 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 oh, the do poll we do quick. Both? The poll quick. Yeah, let's poll do the quick. poll. Oh, well, I, I kind of want to go into a little bit of in-depth about the poll. All right, so those are quick
1: questions, quick, because they're quick anyway.
2: Uh, they're kind of quick, but I want quicker answers rather than in-depth. The questions aren't that quick, but I just want quick answers. As
1: so then we'll do that first. Get that all out. Right. Right. All right. right fire oh, no, sorry, We'll do that last to end the show. Go I'm more gonna, Jesus I'm going to knock the edible out of you. Go, <laughs> go more in-depth right now, and then right before the show ends, we'll have right. a quick answer. On the Twitter. Fuck.
2: I posted a poll this week uh, just because I was curious, okay? I hear all this thing about Tom Brady being the greatest of all time, Aaron Rodgers being... One of the greatest to ever play the game. Dak Prescott sucks, apparently. Uh, Carson Wentz is the shit. You know, everybody, it's it's great. I love it. You know, so I, I, what kills me is I hear different opinions from everybody. And I hear different reasoning as to why someone is good at the quarterback position. Well, Tom Brady, dude, he's got six Super Bowls. He's the most winningest quarterback of all time, man. He's great, man. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers, dude, have you seen him on the field? Guy's a fucking Houdini magician. Makes throws out of nothing. He's got the best arm in the game. Best arm in the game. Well, dude, uh, Drew Brees, I don't know if you know this, is statistically one of the best quarterbacks ever. He's got better stats than Tom Brady does. So, I mean, he's got to be better, right? So I posted a poll on the Twitter saying, What is most important to you when determining how good-slash-bad a quarterback is in the NFL. Wins and losses, statistics, or the eye test. Just watching someone play the quarterback position. And the votes are in. 46% was the winner, saying the eye test is most important. And a close second, statistics, 45%. And coming in last, wins and losses, 9%. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, I completely agree. I am team. uh, I test. Same.
1: And here's why. That is the answer. It's an opinion poll, but that's the answer. (laughs) And it's really because because we're identifying the the talent of one individual. So, to be most accurate, you got to take away the team aspect. Wins and losses is the strongest in team aspect. You need to have a good team to win, regardless of how good or bad the quarterback is. Stats? You know, not as team-dependent, but it is because, you know, you need the receivers to get a high completion percentage. You need the receivers and, and, and strategy, um, like game plan strategy, to get the touchdowns and stuff. Um, but the eye test, regardless of what the team is, you can see that a quarterback is good or not. Okay. Like Russell Wilson is amazing, but his team, you know, the lack of offensive line, like over a couple of years, um, lack of dominant receivers, so his stats might not be as good. Efficient, but like totals-wise, maybe not as good. They, they weren't the good, uh, good playoff team like they used to be. But you can tell that Russell Wilson's one of the best in the game. It's uh, that's it. <laughs>
2: so if you, <laughs> test, a, that's it. if you say the eye test, you say the eye test is most important to determine how good or bad a quarterback is. If you want to say the best quarterback in the league right now based on the eye test, who would it be? And if you don't say if you don't say this person's name, I'm gonna tell you you're wrong. Pat Mahomes. You're right.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's all, that's all I know. You know why it's Pat My Mahomes, son. too? Not only does Pat Mahomes have, uh, obviously last year he had the stats to back back up him being the best quarterback in the league right now in this current point in time, but also the thing that you have to take into account is that for all intents and purposes, the Chiefs really should have beaten the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. What and yeah, was that, was every, that? every time we Pat talk Mahomes, about Mahomes, even when their backs were, Craig's probably listening, cringing. Yeah, <laughs> even when their backs were against the wall, Pat Mahomes took his nuts out against the Patriots, who were like the fucking empire from Star Wars. Mm. He took his nuts, put them on the table, and said, "Let's go win this fucking game." And he marched the Kansas City Chiefs down the field, and they fucking scored with two minutes left. There are not many quarterbacks in the league that can do that, and that alone, to me, was extremely impressive. And then, on the same token, uh, the reason why I think the eye test works for somebody like uh, it kind of works in conjunction with wins for Tom Brady is because Tom Brady is a proven winner, and like Souza said, a lot of a lot of the stats like winning. Like wins and losses mm-hmm. is a team stat overall. Absolutely. However, when you look at the fourth quarter comebacks led by Tom Brady and uh you know, the two minute drills that he's yeah. done throughout his career and stuff like that, that to me is why is why Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And why people say, you know, Peyton Manning has better stats or something, you know, like that. I'm like yeah, I'm not like a Peyton Manning like one of those people who's like, dude, beat man, it fucking sucks, dude. Obviously he was a really <laughs> good quarterback. Yeah. Um. But at the end of the day, to me, he doesn't have that, that like clutch it factor that Tom Brady has. And obviously you can't quantify that mm. as a stat, but it, it, I, I could even
2: argue a clutch factor as a different point rather than the eye test. Cause it, when we, and I think eye test, I'm looking at what the guy, like as far as athleticism, the throws that you're making, the read i i would take game situations out of the eye test like just just him playing the quarterback position how good of throws you make you know like how how your your presence in the pocket how you look cuz if you go over the eye test in NFL history it's got to be Aaron Rodgers or uh Dan Marino right him too but i just think Someone like Rodgers who could technically do it all wrapped into one package over such a period of time.
0: Talent-wise, I don't think there's any quarterback better than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Talent-wise, Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback in the league. In but history. In history? You think so? In history. Uh, I could see that. I'd like to see Pat Mahomes play for a few more years. Well, that's what I'm saying. Till
2: this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL history to this, and then you can make the same Mario Russell Wilson too does that make him the best quarterback quarterback not winner the best quarterback of all time because that's really what it should be See, that's the thing when people say the greatest quarterback of all time
2: you have to factor in like what is greatness I there's no question in my mind Tom Brady is the most accomplished quarterback of all time based on statistics longevity Super Bowl victories MVPs it's Tom Brady, hands down. Nobody's come close. But I, I, yeah. I, I guess no, I, kind I, of, I guess it's kind of hand in hand with with the greatest. Because the thing is, you like the, the knock on Rodgers is okay. If won one Super Bowl.
1: I think it's the clutch. That's really the biggest factor. I mean, Aaron Rodgers can run. He uh, he hardly throws any interceptions. But um, Tom Brady just has, like you said, Mason, that clutch it factor that wins games. And that's what has made him. And, successful. And, and
2: put the team success. You put that on the Packers too, not just Aaron Rodgers. But in those situations, like Aaron Rodgers, like there was a stat that came out last year uh, when facing good teams, he's like, like teams that are like over 500 or have a winning record, is really bad for Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah? as a starting quarterback. I don't know the exact number, and I don't want to sound like a fucking idiot talking about it when it's not the right numbers. But I know it's not. It's not that good. So, on the contrary, when we talk about guys in the league now, and we talk about a Dak Prescott, um, since he's entered the league, been in the league for three years, the only guy, the only quarterback in the league that has more wins than him is Tom Brady.
0: Ah, oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that.
2: Since Dak Prescott's been in the league for three years, wow. he leads the league in fourth quarter overtime drives, Comeback victories.
1: It wasn't uh, the Lions or Matt Stafford. Nope. Wait, what? Why would it be the Lions? Or they Matt had Stafford? like a big thing of like fourth quarter comebacks. Oh yeah, that's right. Maybe it was just like that one season instead of uh, history. Yes, it's as the league. And you think about. That's why I can't rely on stats.
2: <laughs> that's why that's what I'm saying. So I asked you guys, who would you rather have? Uh, at the quarterback position, Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. Um. And why is that? Give me your reasoning. If it's from the eye test, your eye test is based off one season that Carson Wentz played at quarterback. That's
0: what I'm saying. I would have to go. Well, it's because
1: the, the team plays in, the team factor plays into how good of a fantasy asset he is. I, Dak... I'm not talking fantasy. Oh, 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 okay. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm We're talking quarterback. I thought Not this was a fantasy, a fantasy podcast. Yeah. yeah. My bad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so as a... Okay, in your system, who would I rather have? Yes. Then, yeah. Honestly, I don't have a good eye test opinion on them. Because I've seen Dak make some bonehead plays.
0: I've seen Carson Wentz make some bonehead plays, too, though. Got him injured. Yeah, I mean... See, for me, I don't feel like either one of them has been putting. Like a a high leverage enough situation for me to be like, like yes, this guy has like, the that tangible like thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I guess if I had to lean anyway, I'd probably say Dak.
2: Here's here's also thing when you talk about fantasy the fantasy argument. um, Field the eights tweeted this today. Since 2001, only one quarterback has at least 22 passing touchdowns and six rushing touchdowns in consecutive season. It's Dak Prescott, who's done it every year of his career, three straight years.
1: Six rushing touchdowns, that's good.
2: 22 passing. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, yeah. I, I like to chirp at the Dak Prescott haters. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, I said.
2: And, and Eagles, just, fans, and Eagles fans who, uh, you know, assume that the Carson Wentz, after having one good season, and due to injury, by the way, so he really hasn't played. A, you know, yeah. It's just it's a shame
1: that the Eagles got rid of their best quarterback. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the. So we agree on the eye test. We kind of like talked in circles and almost made it sound like the w- team wins the losses and plays to the best quarterback. Yeah, but.
2: Right, th- I think of it this way, right? Say what you want about the Patriots' three Super Bowls, Tom Brady leading, you know, the drives for Adam Vinatieri. Adam and Terry has to make those kicks that defense for the first three Super Bowls uh, is
0: one of the best defenses of all time Yeah, I mean it, you got at least three Hall of Famers on it um, I say well yeah I mean I say like the Super Bowls that the Patriots have recently won like over the past five years have been more so due to Tom Brady than those first three were by, yes. by a long shot yes and then you also factor in Malcolm Butler doesn't make
2: that play of the end zone what happens Falcons actually, you know...
1: Get a first... Or kick a field goal. Kick a field goal. I said "Love, getting sacked." What
2: happens? And the Rams, I'm not even going to... That was just... Yeah, Tom Brady didn't really do anything in the last Super Bowl.
1: Didn't have to. It
2: was nope. it was the Rams. You know, just... Uh, well, the defense, defense actually was, was really good for the Patriots and Julian Edelman. But I feel like the Rams also imploded. So, yeah. I just want to bring up those points uh, for the quarterback. Yeah, we really? all agree. We can discuss it more later in the future. All right, we're ending with rapid-fire DMs. I'm not even going to say who they're from. We're just going to go here. All right, hit me. All right. If you were drafting your team today, would you select Ezekiel Elliott? Like, I'm guessing oh, as, a, as, a, as a top pick. If his holdout causes him to miss games, it can ruin your fantasy season if you select him in the first round and get off to a slow start. Due to his absence, is it worth the risk? Susan?
1: Today, I would draft him. I would draft him. I'd probably rather pick a McCaffrey, a Kamara, Barkley over him. Because ordinarily I had him number one. I'd take a few guys ahead of him, but
0: I still draft him first round, top five. I wouldn't. Because I think you have the chance of what happened with Bell last year, and um, I don't like the situation at running back for Dallas uh, behind Ezekiel Elliott, personally.
2: I would. One, I believe in Jerry Jones getting a deal done with his players. He hasn't not gotten a deal done, like I said last time, what happened with a player that relevant of Ezekiel Elliott was Emmett Smith. Everyone's got a price. Exactly. Um, I believe in Jerry getting a deal done. And the thing is, if you remember, two years ago, I drafted Ezekiel Elliott third overall with a six-game suspension looming. We all thought it was going to happen. We just didn't know when. So I took that risk rather than him not getting suspended – or not playing, and somebody else picks him in a later round. So think of it this way: If you hold off on drafting Ezekiel Elliott in the first round, yeah, you're probably you know better off your team and get somebody good. But think of somebody who drafts you know two stud running backs, a really good wide receiver, and then gets Zeke in like a fourth or fifth round because somebody thinks he's going to hold out. And then if he well, doesn't
1: and comes back, that's just not going to happen because. People are gonna take him. People are gonna think like us, take him in the first round. Or if people, if the whole league is hesitant, they'll still probably take him second. But I'm round. saying, you, if you if you let it happen
2: that long, somebody else will get a stud player along with Ezekiel Elliott. Like you would have it. Like with that mindset, you'd be instead of drafting Zeke with like the third overall pick, you get an Alvin Kamara. And then if everyone else is hesitant on the back end, you might get him again as another guy because everyone's you know hesitant to take him. And, yeah, it's risk, but I think the reward is way higher having Alvin Kamara and Ezekiel Elliott as your running backs based on everybody chickening out and not wanting— Well,
1: that's the, that would be the thing is, well, if, he, if you're going to get him, you got to take him in the first round. He's like, well, because if he doesn't, then he's going to miss him. Yeah. So you're taking an even bigger risk assuming that he would get I'm, I'm
2: drafting Ezekiel Elliott the same way I would draft him if I already knew he had a contract. All right. First three picks. Rabbit Same. fire. All
0: right. Next question. That was not fast. <laughs> that wasn't fast. I know. All right, all right. got to cut this down. Do you, think it's, right.
2: do you think it's a reach to get Le'Veon Bell with a top ten pick?
0: Top ten? A reach? No. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's a reach. No. It's bold. I would disagree. I would it's not. not do a reach. it personally, but it's not a reach. Because
2: he could easily be that guy. If I'm getting Bell um, and I do draft him top ten, I'm picking him at number ten. Agreed. Uh, with Philip Rivers' comments about their depth at running back, will Melvin Gordon also hold out like Bell did?
1: I think Gordon has a better chance of holding out or holding out longer than Zeke will.
0: So Bell standard, it's pretty possible. It's very possible. Very possible. I say it's extremely possible as well. well he already, he's already. I, yeah, I was going to say he already requested a trade. So that's, that's bad. That is a really bad sign. Very yeah. bad. I he mean, I,
2: I really don't think it has anything to do with Philip Burrows' comments about the death row. I think either way, if he wasn't going to get paid, he doesn't want to play. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about Josh Jacobs in Oakland this year?
1: I <laughs> wonder who asked that, Mason. What? I wonder who asked that. Raiders. I don't, I don't even have the name. I just copied and pasted.
0: Oh. Uh, um, anyway. I don't know. I, I like him. I, I know Sue's a big Josh Jacobs guy, so I'll let him do this Give one. Give me. It's
1: the volume. It's going to be there. He's talented. He, even Marshawn Lynch was very solid, and he's old and busted. Josh Jacobs wow. is, is proven. He is the top rookie running back.
2: Especially he, especially with the haziness the on Antonio Brown now. Yeah. I feel like it even boosts up Jacobs' uh, value. They so might want to run the ball more.
1: And if, if, and if Brown is there, they'll move down the field more and get more red zone opportunities. So I like him because you'll probably get him as your second running back, third round. Gotcha. All right. Good one to have. And, uh, oh, got one more.
2: Uh, Is Sousa Stone? This one just came in.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> All right.
0: Yes.
2: We'll be back next week. Uh, dogs are barking, which means we got to go. <laughs> that's, the, that's the sign we got to wrap up. So <laughs> They figured
0: out that we broke into the house.
2: Next week, we'll talk tight ends. We'll talk more. Uh, we got more news with our new news segment. New news. Anchor. Coming. Yeah, maybe we'll get to the NFC East, we'll preview more divisions, and, uh, yeah. I, I, is that it? I think that's it, man. That's Anything it, guys. to add? Keep sending us your DMs. Please. Um, if you do, we'll we'll get to them on the podcast. Might be not, might not be the podcast that you requested for, but we'll get to it eventually.
0: Yeah, just like the NFC East, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, just like, yeah. you know. I mean, if we don't get to it by the start of the season, we'll definitely get to it at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll happen.
1: Football's almost here, guys. Alright, Sousa is uh, looking through my soul right now. (laughs) I'm just ready for Rock Band.
0: Sousa's in the astral plane as we speak. Sousa is what we call at altitude right
2: now. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that being said... It's beautiful up here. Guys, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye. You'll see. Give me your best... Adam Sandler impression.
1: Alright, um... Like Goofy Adam Sandler? Or regular Adam Sandler? You bro? can be... Anybody. Alright, any I'm of his characters? Nicky. Yeah. So good? <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm saying the Thanksgiving song. I want to hear the Thanksgiving song! I personally like to be Little Nicky in this kind of situation. You see, when I... When, <laughs> when I sit here and I want to do a fantasy football podcast, I, I say, Mason! Get in the flask, and then and then when he doesn't, I go to Glenn and I say, "Glenn, get in the flask," and I just say I got hit in the head with a shovel.
2: That's it. Welcome back to the Stella Shella podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chandler.
3: We're
2: gonna talk about football today, okay? Okay. Okay. Matter of fact, I got a song about. Football. Oh my God! <laughs> I play football with you. I play football in a shoe. Jesus.
0: All right. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> what's uh, what's his character's name in Eight Crazy Nights? Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler. No, it's, Adam Sandler. he has a, a name. No, like no his idea. character's a different name.
1: That's like the one thing I don't watch. Oh my God! Are you crazy are you Kidding me? Well, <coughs> is that the cartoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all at once.
0: It's the one with the guy who talks like <laughs> this. His name's Whitey. Yeah, Whitey. it's a technical foul.
1: <laughs> but he does that voice, does he not? Yeah, right, that's what I'm right. saying. That absolutely counts. does
0: that voice. That counts. Richie, I just want to run for mayor in to the town. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So are we gonna do the whole podcast like this? My, no,
0: no.
2: My, my mama said it. My mama said it. Pod, podcast of the devil. H2O.
1: What were you drinking? I hope it's water. It's water. I got water right here. It better be water, man. I I, I get angry when it ain't water, man. <laughs> what you mean I'm water, wild. boy? Oh,
3: sing. <laughs> ah.